0: What's your favourite TV star? My favourite Ma- TV star is Man. Man. Um, Doctor Who. What Peter one?
1: anyone that comes on the Who valley podcast just just kicks it off with three answering three questions so the first one is what's your first memory of the doctor
2: my first memory of the doctor with any degree of clarity i would say is the five doctors um okay yeah i was born yeah. Well, I was born in '77, so I mean, if I'm honest, I, there there is this sort of thing in the back of my mind that somewhere I remember seeing Megopolis. Whether that's a false memory, I don't. For, for, for some reason, there's 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 some sort of weird thing, neurons flying around in the back of my brain that says, "What was I Megopolis? 1981?"
1: Uh,
3: yeah, uh, it was 1981. It was um, 18. Yeah. So that would
2: that would that would have made me three stroke four. So now, uh, yes, and that's why the memory is a bit hazy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I didn't really start drinking till I was five.
1: So, um... <laughs> but well, carry on.
2: But but with any degree of clarity, really, I would I would definitely say it's the five doctors because that that did it sort of yeah you know, t- s- seeing I I think you know, trout and and Pertwee and everything like that and yeah. Yeah, of my childhood, Davison was my doctor. Anyway, so it's but that I know it it had a massive, massive effect on my childhood. Um, To to, to the degree of what it did um, is that yeah. it's a thing that's probably more familiar in the UK, I don't know whether it's something that they do in the States or wherever people are listening to this is, is that when you're in uh, a nursery school and everything like that, you would, after the weekend, you would have to write stories or you would, you would do, um, you would have a little picture section at the top of the page and a few lines at the bottom that you would write a little story in. And I nicked the, uh, what, plagiarized, Um, The the idea of the hop to be honest with you and plucking it in the right order revealed a secret room So I know that I definitely that the five doctors just registered in there and obviously speaking to my dad beef dad uh, he he, he's told me a tale a very long and grandiose tale as often his stories are um, about sitting there watching the five doctors with me so yeah, it, it, yeah, that's de- that's definitely a so a, that is, a big deal that for for me. So that that story always has a very 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 special place in my heart. It's
1: an interesting point though, isn't it? Is like what do you actually? it's like I, I think about myself. Is like what do I actually remember, and what do I remember because of what I think I've retrospectively seen? If that makes sense.
2: Yeah. I don't, I how, how much? How much? How much of it is sort of? Oh, I think I remember that. But by the fact of having the school, st- the, the little stories that you would Can't write at school that, mm. I, that, that I that I, borrowed, um, <laughs> that's evidence enough that it really did have a lasting after effect.
1: I think that's mm. a fascinating podcast in itself, just to talk about like the brain and how it works with your f- first memories. And like lots of people yeah. claim they were. They can remember being in the womb, and when they can, know, yeah. Anyway, that's a complete digression. Yeah, but okay. So that <laughs> welcome was,
3: to science with Paul. <laughs> <I'm> sorry, man. <laughs> welcome to science with Paul. Well, today yeah, we'll. That's, yeah, that, that's, so,
2: so anyway, that's question one of three.
3: Yeah, okay. Are, can, I, can, I, can I quickly say something? Pick that of what Beef said. I remember the Dalek being pushed out of the window in Resurrection of the Daleks. That was a. <clears throat> first classic story I witnessed and I, that's the, my vaguest memory I have of it is when it's pushed out the window and it explodes. Anyway, next question. So how old have you been then, Jake? Resurrection? What was that, 84? I wasn't alive then, but I remember watching oh. it, it in class because my friend brought it in on DVD. Okay. So that
1: might have been the catalyst for you. Okay, so back to B from this second question is why do you love The Doctor? Why? ooh.
2: It's weird because it's it's something that has was always there through my childhood, and obviously then after it got cancelled, it sort of went away. And it was, yeah, when it when when it went, I was still quite a young kid and everything like that. And then the the TV movie when that came back, it's sort of like, oh my god, I've got to watch this. This is this thing from my childhood. And it wasn't like an overwhelming drive in my childhood. But it's something that I always enjoyed. And, you know, as the scheduling changed throughout the 80s and everything like that, mm. it got harder for me to keep up with and everything like that. And the TV movie came back and I watched that. And, I, you know, I remember at the time I really enjoyed it because it was there.
1: Right.
2: And then when the revival came back, by that time, I was a lot older. Um, yeah, I... I you know, started a family at that point in time anyway. So it was something that, it was a familiar thing that I could share with my kids in the same way as that I think I'd shared it with my dad when I was a kid as well. And it sort of reinvigorated a passion that I didn't really know was there. So the, sorry, the movie... No,
1: no, the, 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 when oh, the, the revival revi- came back. Like Rose. I
2: mean, I, I yeah, I, I watched the TV movie when I went out. I watched it with my dad when, mm. when the TV movie was broadcast, and I was mega hyped and mega excited for it. And I watched mm. it, and you're thinking, oh, this is going to be the start of something.
1: Sure. And then it,
2: it then nothing happened after.
1: It, it kind of felt like if this doesn't work, then it's
2: over. Oh, to, well, the, uh, to be honest, at that time, I was just happy to have something Dr. Mm.
1: her. Sure,
2: because because when i was a kid i did i i loved it i i watched it I, you know when i was um v- very young when i was about 8 9 my grandparents moved from where they lived in uh, south east london and they moved in, down to somerset okay and somerset uh, you yeah, know where they lived in Freeman, in somerset was very close to longley so when i would go down to see them I would then go to Longley, and that's when you had the exhibition there. And I was, you know, fanatical about going and seeing it. And I went there at least, you know, a couple, two or three times as, you know, as a young kid, which was were fantastic because, of, you know, not not being funny, you know, doing all the things you're not allowed to do, pressing all the buttons on the on the console and everything like that. So that was magic. That was that was that was a piece of magic for me.
1: Man, I um, remember. Sorry to in, sorry to interrupt, but. I remember at Longleat, um, it was it was a doctor day and sitting in the queue in the car, canine, John Leeson was going, please stay in your cars. No, sorry, that's a Dalek. But he was, doing a, he was doing a canine voice. Please stay uh, in your cars. Yeah, that's <laughs> a bit better. But, yeah. Yeah, I because it was really hot as well that day, queuing up to get into Longley and like John Leeson was doing it and like it might have been the same day, Beef, you know? <laughs> I was there at longley so't I,
2: I think it was a fancy, I, I don't think it was a fancy day I was there, but you know, going to your question, it's sort of like i've never not had love for it. it's just a case of it was just never there for me when the time it was and the age I was. And, but what it is is it's, it's, it became something that when it came back. It re sort of awakened something that had always been there. Okay, so is that to say that you
1: weren't fascinated?
2: No, I was. I was, but it wasn't a consuming passion. I think what it is is it's you know what it's like. You sort of, well, yeah. You know, when the show went away, I was about what, yeah, nine, ten. Um, yeah, you then you start getting into your teens, going out, having a beer. You know, girls and yeah, and you know, what life, 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 life happens. Life happens. Um, and you sort of like you, you you forget about things for a while, and then as you sort of start to get older, and then as you start to put down roots and start settling, and you start thinking about, oh no, I remember that thing, and I, you know, I used to really like that thing, and why, I, you know, I I want to have that feeling again, and that thing that I loved, and then. Okay. And then what was a magic thing for me is I didn't realise as I got older and uh, got more into it, yeah, you know, by proxy of the show, coming back and, yeah, you know, sharing it with my kids and everything like that, is that I didn't realise that there had been this sort of big love for it that my dad had as well. So it's, it's sort of – sort of, it's become – a a massive, massive part of my life now, to be honest with you, that I didn't realise that had really been there all along. It's, I don't think I'd taken it for granted, but I think you just, you, just, you life gets in the way sometimes, and now it's a case sure. of, um, I'm there, I'm there now, it's sort of like, you know, died in the wall, and, you know, tattooed across my heart forever as the TARDIS.
1: There's lots of tangents I could go off on what you're saying. Why do you love the Doctor? Why? Yeah, I mean... Like I say, it sounds like it's very similar because we're about the same sort of age. And yeah, um, I just look a lot better. Yeah,
2: yeah uh, but it's, well, okay. What, 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 what intrinsically are you saying that it appeals to me? It's the idea that yeah, that you can go anywhere, you can do any do anything, and there's there, there's this thing of the fantastic that I love that you can. It, it, it's a. That, for me, it's, I don't know. There's something that's quintessentially British about it. There's an untangible yeah. quality to it that that you can you can that there are no limits. The only mm. boundary to Doctor Who is your own imagination, mm. and that there's very few shows that have done that because yeah. Got so yeah. That that's it for me.
1: So you you can be anywhere, any time, space. Any doctor, Lim- any person, any, like as you say, there's absolutely no boundaries.
2: Limitless, mate, limitless.
1: Okay, so I think you've answered that question. Now, for the final question, for the beef, I was going to say the beef dad, but you're not the beef dad, the beef dad is the no, dad. No,
2: beef dad is my
1: father. <laughs> we'll get him on, we'll definitely get him on at some point. But um, the last question for you, beef man, beef dog, the last question for you, Tim, beef, is yes. who's your favourite?
2: That's like picking your favourite child to a certain degree.
1: It's 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 tough
2: because it's sort of like yeah, like you have a selection of DVDs and which do you go to? And sometimes you think, oh, I fancy a bit of this or a bit of that, and there's something that lends itself more towards a certain one. If I if you you know sat there and held a gun to my head, it's it's tough because I yeah I I I love I, I love peter because that's the one of my childhood do you know what I mean? cash yeah um the caves of androzani i remember watching that as i was going out and i was like i was as a child really gutted because you know i didn't know i didn't follow the news at that time so i didn't know colin baker was coming into it you didn't know and i still asked no i know because i was a kid then and didn't get it Ooh. so yeah. You know, so when i saw the doctor was dying i was genuinely upset at that point right. I, yeah um but yeah i but i love capaldi you yeah, know i've i've got to say he's yeah and i love pertwee and there there's a very much of a, a similarity between the two of them as well so i yeah yeah it, it's is it's like picking your favorite child it's hard cool. because i i but of the especially having that re reinvigorated interest in the show and the sort of and as time has got on, my, my, my following, my obsession, I suppose, the drive of how much I focus on what happens with the show and everything like that, it you know Capaldi plays a big part to it because I, I went to the, the premiere screening of Deep Breath mm. up, uh, um, up at the Odeon. You met, a lot,
1: you met a lot of good people there, didn't you? Yeah,
2: yeah I've, I, I, to be honest with you, I've met all of some fantastic friends as a result of Doctor Who. Just in the last three or four years, you know, you, Jake. And there's an untold amount of people who I've met across the world with uh, off the back of Doctor Who. That's crazy. And uh, my life is enriched as a benefit of that, to be honest with you, because I, I just have so many fantastic friends. Hey, man.
1: Um, I,
3: sec- I second that opinion. Yeah.
1: Man, I, sec- I, I second everything. Like I'm trying not to interrupt Mm. Beef, man. I like, like I said you know me I love to talk
2: I love to talk yeah, uh,
3: but the thing with Beef you can listen to him talk about Doctor Who and stuff like that for hours and hours and hours I've done it we've had like a four hour call just talking about Doctor Who is that the sort of person it's not a fall asleep listening to, you know what I mean? <laughs> but Capaldi is, holds a
2: special place in my heart. This, because this is what, what I'm I was saying, there, man. I was, there when he, I was there at the screening of his first episode. So yeah. when the last episode went, there was a little bit of a tinge of pain in my heart because yeah. the guy who I, I was... That era. For everyone, that yeah, we were still there at the start of everyone, but to actually be in the cinema watching it as we as, as we guys have been when we've been out together, we've gone to BFI and seen screenings and that. This was the first screening of the premiere episode of this first Doctor. I mean, a cinema full of Doctor Who fans who all get the joke and everything like that. And there's no better place to be when you've got something like that. So to be there, seeing that first one, is it was simulcast across the globe. Um, and then, yeah. That, that there's there's a special affinity that I will have with that guy that I will not probably never have with any other. So it's between him and Pertwee.
1: Oh really? Between him and Pertwee.
2: Yeah, because okay. yeah, I, because he I, any guy who can rock a cape like yeah Pertwee
1: yeah well, deserves kudos. I was a bit concerned that he was doing too much of a Pertwee copy. And I was like, no no no, no be your own doctor. But he wasn't he was his own doctor. But there was a, per- he did have, he definitely was Pertwee, yes. oh,
2: there, there was an air of that. There was an air of, you know how they, they said, oh,
1: he like, looks a bit like a magician. Um, that, that pose, you know that pose he did? I think it was the first one of him in his costume. It was him doing a Pertwee in his cape and everything like yeah, that. And I was like, no, yeah, you're not Pertwee, be your it's, own
2: it's, dog. It's because you had the jacket with the red accents. It's yeah, un- yeah, yeah. It, You know, it's, it's reasonable to make that sort of echo sure. to
1: so
3: anyway, that scrap that now because it wasn't like he, w- he was. Can I bring up a point that I've just noticed? That makes all three of us—we're all Pertwee lovers.
1: Yeah. So a beef. If you pinned it down to one, could you? I'm not asking you to. I mean, you don't. You can cop out on this and say Hang I on, can't. Do down, Gun, Go to <laughs> Gun to your head. Gun to your head, Mofo.
2: Gun to my head, moment. Go on.
1: Who's, it, who's your favourite? And
3: had... my children, and they're holding them at ransom. Oh.
2: <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Well, good then. I've got two others spare just in case. You got four guns Um, to your
1: head, man. We got two hands each gone.
2: Right. Okay. If I had to have an honest favourite,
3: let me do gem roll. It's.
2: Oh. I've got to say I'm um, oh, yeah. sorry. Three. Three um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: Sorry, yeah.
2: man. Anyone who's listening who loves all the other ones, there's much love for everyone, yeah. but Listen everyone man. has to have their, their go-to one. And I love an air of the dramatic. And he had that inspiration fades mate he had
1: so much of everything but like presence of this podcast i've probably said this on every podcast is that i have this cop out where people ask me who's my favorite i say it's the one i'm watching at the time um that's the ultimate cop out and otherwise i will say my favorite well it's always difficult because i've got davison is the one that i grew up with and i'm repeating myself to like I say, I've said this on other episodes of this. Podcast. Yeah, on my episode. Therefore, I'd go Davison, but then Baker is so fly, so I would actually go this the first five. But yeah. gun to my head, I would I yeah. would say Pertwee.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with Paul on that one. But if I if I was held at gunpoint, I'd have to say Pertwee as well because he's like the wacky grandfather figure that you Ooh. that you want sort of thing. But I think our Earthbound story is the best because it brings the friends oh. closer to home. With
1: Pertweed, like the fact he was on Earth so much, just makes you want him to travel, and he did. He did anyway. But
2: and but, but by proxy, you also had the magic of a, an amazing equal and alter in Delgado. To be honest with you, and that yeah. just and that's what made it great that there was this always this element of tension that there was always the opposite with him as well. Um, But there were points where they had a common goal as well and that Mm. you put them together. And that's how you make such a rounded villain as well. That sometimes um, it's the uneasy yeah,
1: And Pertwee, those two were the perfect... Enemies. The purpose. I think. I
2: think. I think. What made it great was I think that they were such great friends off screen. anyway. Yes,
1: the chemistry exactly. Yeah. yeah.
2: So they had a pre-existing chemistry that. And the fact it came back every story.
1: Yeah. In, was it? Season eight. That he came back every story. Yeah, yeah, see, it, was, right.
2: it was. It was. Yeah.
1: Okay, so we, we've covered that, man. We've we've covered that with Jakey in a in a previous episode. So I'm I'll not happily sure talk about it again. I'll happily talk about it again. you look like a Zygon. Or something. You are too clever, Doctor. You're a, a psycho!
3: Anyway, yeah, I agree with what Tim says about the Master. I think the Master is the definitive villain for me. Obviously, Delgado he, meaning the Master at this point. De, De, Delgado and Jacoby are my two favourite Masters. Okay. Especially for, the, especially for the big finish, I yeah. think they both balance psychotic yet charming perfectly. I would agree with that.
1: Okay, but no. Well, I I would I would go a step further and say Delgado is. Well, I'm trying to make this a non-swear podcast, but Delgado cannot be beaten. Didn't I swear like 300 times in my first? No, you No, swe-
2: you can swear. No, I can I, cut I, it out. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if you did. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes Jack has a potty mouth. Uh, no, I
1: don't mind potty mouth. Yeah. I just <laughs> I'm just kind of out for the chillin'. Yeah. Anyway. So we've got that no, who cares about the right. children. Beef. So, <laughs> I'm not sure yeah. if I've given you the background of this uh, podcast Hello there. and what we're about. I'm enthralled. Just to uh, give the viewers, and yes, 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 I'm calling them viewers, listeners, uh, the marvelous people
2: who are listening at home. No, um, we're calling
1: them viewers. Uh, why? Well, I'll tell you. all right then, I'll tell you why I'm calling them viewers. It's because. When you're listening to us, you can't even you forget the fact that you can't see us because it's so realistic, you think you can see us. <laughs> All right? <Stop> it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like enough. I'm in the room. In Actington Stanley. Right. So moving on, just to give you um, just a very brief thing about what this podcast is about. It's not much structure. It is about us just strapping about, and like, like I said earlier, when uh, Beef was talking... I could have not interrupted, but we could have gone off and and <laughs> same with Jackie Boy, onto many, any tangents that we want to about the doctor. And that's yeah what we're here for, I guess predominantly. But the USP of this podcast and what's something that we have to throw at this podcast is to have a story. Now, when I say a story, I don't mean that you have to write a story and then narrate it. You can do that. You can pitch an idea. Um, I was on the podcast last week with my good friend Rug. He, he, we just had this sort of preamble and he wrote a poem and uh, it was a deep, dark poem and it came to the end of that and I was just like head in hands and that poem's so deep and dark and we kind of like, that, that made the, that podcast unique. So what we want to do with this podcast now...
2: is make um, it light and fluffy.
1: Well, what I'm saying is do you have, um, Jake, I mean, light cameras action? Do you want, do you want to throw out the uh, synopsis for that? Or, Tim, do you want to throw something out for your idea of a series arc or a story idea? or? or... I'll do mine. Do you want to do yours? But, go, go for yeah, it. But
3: I, I haven't got access to my computer, so I'm going to do it from memory. Top of the dome. I, I, ha- I have two story ideas. Do you just want me to do lights, camera, action? D- yeah, because d- you save, save the next one for the next episode. Oh, hang on, right. Hi. Right. So, light, light camera I'm action. <laughs> Good Sorry, morning, man. everybody. Uh, that's that's, that's oh, actually wrapped. Anyway, right. Light camera action is about. It, 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 it can be any doctor and companion you want. I've just written it as like, it. It's just like there nah, any doctor companion, you want. but they land in Texas, and a whole of the world is being taken over by this craze of this new show called the. Blindlings, which is like this, like it's like Teletubbies, but on crack. And like the companions, like, Oh, we like this, we want to go and in, get involved with it. And the doctor's like, Mmm, bitch, there's something wrong with this. I don't trust it. Nah, I've got to investigate this and do my Time Lord shit. So, as he's investigating it, it turns out that these actors for this blindling show are aliens that are being used as slaves. For hum- humanity's profit, if that makes sense. And it's the whole story is to do with slavery, and the doctor's there to try and so, like stop it all from happening because like, these aliens are uber powerful and he knows if they're in the wrong hands, it's going to get fucked up, sort of thing. So it's sort of like a, the doctor trying, it's just the story is like how horrible humanity can get if it is introduced to something new and it wants to like, use its power, sort of thing. So it's got Grumpy. Like, mean Americans. One of the characters I have in my head is based on someone I know, but I'm not going to mention them. And it's just it's, it's, it's all about greed, humanity's greed. And it's the doctor, like, sort of, it's, it's way, like, if it's a new doctor, it'll be the episode you see that doctor fully snap at someone because this doctor has had enough of the bullshit that's going on and the inhumane actions towards a peace loving species. And so
2: can, that... can, can I ask you a question then, so basically so so to, to to work this out is that basically what it is is that these aliens here that they've been taken and exploited, yeah, for the benefit of whoever the guy is that's making the t v show, yeah, and there's something that basically makes people watch that that something that these aliens do make people watch it. So by proxy, the guy gets rich off that. So he's exploiting these And the
3: story will be like, the companions don't think anything's going wrong. So it's sort of like the doctor versus companion on morals. He's like, this is wrong. Can't you see that this is wrong? But they're already... Yeah, they're already... They're they're already
2: a slave to whatever is engendering to them. And that's
3: immediately how the doctor knows something's going wrong, because he can feel it trying to get into his head. He's like, hmm, I recognise these creatures, sort of thing. And he like, tries to get the butt of it. And like, if I was going to be like, really, like, all cheesy, I'd have, like, have the master be behind it. But I'm, I'm not, that's, that, that could be, like, a future add-on that isn't, like, in my head at the moment. Like, maybe could that could happen in episode you know, six. Yeah. <laughs> like, have a classic ma- master pop up out of nowhere and, like, throw the doctor off, sort of thing. So, So, so the people that are into it, are completely
1: yeah. oblivious to what they're doing
3: or what what they're involved in. That the companions will be the companions. There's only one person that actually knows what's going on, sort of thing. Everyone else is brainwashed by these creatures. So it's basically a Doctor trying to stop it, and it's, he's basically by himself because the companions want are like, I really like this program. It's really good. They're really cute. They're, they're nothing wrong again because they can they're seeing the whole story differently from what the Doctor is, if that makes sense,
1: yeah. Uh, okay, so take it a little, do you want to finish it, Jake, or should we take it a little step further? I kind of want to give you my
3: second story idea,
1: but I no, can save no, maybe it's, it's one, Save say the second one for a moment, but if we would take that the next step further, and ultimately, what about if the Doctor starts watching and getting involved and is really into it as well? and then maybe you can have the reveal of who's actually behind it and stuff.
3: That is actually quite a good idea, actually. But I'll, the doctor's, I'll got to a, be like,
1: doctor's got to get suckered up,
3: is not he? But the, this will be, if it's the new Doctor story, it'll be quite early on, his brain is still regenerating, okay. so that's, why it, that's why it doesn't have any effect on him. It's why it won't have any effect on him because he's oh, technically still right. cooking, if that makes sense. Okay. I, I want to do my second story, my second story is even better and my third story
1: and my fourth story and my fifth story <laughs> do, you, uh, do, do you want to discuss your... I don't want to blast this out because this whole podcast is kind of in flux
3: When the master walks in, the Derek be master I sort of want the camera to zoom on his face and go Are you sitting comfortably? Then <laughs> I'll begin and it ends, sort of thing can that's, recording now.
1: That,
2: that's uh, your, so then you want to do two episodes, and that's okay, can't end
1: it. Well,
3: or could you yeah. just leave them wanting right. one? But yeah. what I do then, Paul, is I'll, I'll, we we'll do another one and I'll talk about it properly, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah Stru- totally. Structure, and,
2: structure your pitch.
3: I'll even make pretty artwork for it.
1: Yeah, cats. Okay, right. But what I'll say for now, guys, happy Christmas to you because I might not speak to you before. And Have a Merry Christmas. Christmas to all of you at home. All of you at home. All of you on the street, and also, man, hopefully, we'll get something in between Christmas before New Year soon. Fuck
2: yeah, I'm gonna be
3: drinking all over Christmas, so yeah, same yeah, same. I'll be drunk, by Then <laughs> you have a good Thanks, one, Jake. don't fuck it up,
1: Jake? All I'll say is next time, please wear some clothes.
3: Night viewers, no, I'm gonna be, be stuck bollock naked next time. <laughs> <laughs> See you later,
1: chaps. So, right, bye, our viewers. <laughs>
0: tricks in the mix i got the sticks and stones a few bricks i'm gonna hit him high he's gonna hit him low open up your mind Beat goes in anybody, who anybody opposed, the number one skunk freaker uh, The Cypress Hill beating blowing the hole in the speaker. You don't want to test the rope, the real one or the weddle. Slang a rhythm through the ghetto. You best keep your ass in check. Come on, little motherfucker.